0: Do you know what a galoshes is? No. No. Okay. When I was a little kid, Glass. we wore our shoes. Is that, the ten- is that the tennis racket underneath the shoe? Is that a real thing? No. That.
1: Well, those nose. are called snowshoes. <laughs> this is Illinois, not Alaska. <laughs> you got to
2: right. pretend like
1: you're Mariah Carey. Yeah, exactly. That's all I want. Exactly. <laughs> for help, Christmas,
0: trust
2: me. All I want for Christmas is to be Mariah Carey.
0: Ooh. Do you? Do you really? I love Mariah
2: Mar- 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 She's a complete she, diva, but oh my god, she, I've been in love with her since the movie Butterfly.
0: She, that was like the worst movie it ever was made. So I bad. mean, I think it's on a list of movies that are the worst ever made. In
2: the fourth grade, I was like, I am Mariah, <laughs> and I was not. I was not. I
1: go last. I already I forgot the intro. Okay. Testi-
0: yeah. The,
1: the, Wait, time out. Which, which order am I? I've, I wasn't paying attention. Because we're going
0: around in okay. order. If I go this way and then that way, we'll get all messed up. Thank you. Testing 1, 2, 3 on my mic.
1: Testing 1, 2, 3 on my mic. Testing 1, 2, 3
0: on my mic. I'm Todd Meisner. I'm
1: Jessica Gallagher. And I'm Meg McLaughlin.
0: And we're talking pictures, and we're going to be talking a bunch of firsts. The girl from Alabama. It snowed today, which is the inspiration for the podcast. (laughs) Jess, what is it like to wake up and have to scrape ice off your car?
2: Not a fan. Not a fan. 10 out of 10, terrible time. But it's okay. It's cute. It's nice. It's cute. It's so it's cold. Cute. I don't know. I'm trying to be positive. Our, I hear
0: you. Our podcast listeners should know that Jess is in her winter coat in the photo studio. <laughs> it's so Because cool. it's it's every studio we've ever had is always, it seems like you could hang meat in it. And I, the the newsroom is actually a nice temperature today, but yeah. for some reason this room is freezing. It is. It is but you are wearing a winter coat with a hood on. <laughs> I'm not. So, how do you think you're going to deal with your first winter?
2: I think I'm going to buy some
1: better pants. Uh, Meg's mom gave me shoes.
0: No, she didn't give you she, shoes. She gave you boots. boots.
2: She gave me boots.
1: My and mom wants to be a room mom so bad. Even though all of her children are grown, she she wants here. nothing more than to be a newsroom a newsroom a room mom.
2: She's coming in clutch. She's she's helping me out because I. Was never going to buy those boots. <laughs> so you got boots. I got boots. Got I got a the jacket. I think I just need warm pants now. My mom keeps saying long underwear a little bit too often to me.
0: Hey, like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I actually, we joined Costco last night. Mm-hmm. Um, which one of the reasons why I insisted we join last night is because I wanted to buy the 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 touch gloves that they were selling <laughs> made by head. I totally recommend them. On our way in to Costco... There was a huge display of women's long underwear, <laughs> and yeah. I said to my wife, "I wonder if Jess has got any long underwear. And She's like, from oh. Alabama. <laughs> she probably doesn't have long underwear."
2: I didn't know that was like a real thing. People outside of like Disney movies
0: wore. Well, no, it's it's not like we wear red like but see, o- that's what onesies. I've, that's
2: all I have in my head. That's all I picture the little butt flaps, and that's it. <laughs> like that's long underwear to me. Is I, 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 is guess that's f- I guess that's fair. <laughs> I feel
0: like you, you
1: live in cartoons. <laughs>
2: I do. That's
0: how I feel about snow.
2: It's just it's, it's going to be magical, except you freeze. I
0: did find that the the fact that you posted the video of the car, famous video of the car sliding down the hill, bouncing off other cars, <laughs> when it was like forty degrees out. Yeah.
2: I didn't slide. It melted off the roads today, so it wasn't bad. No, you're. you're this is baby this snow. This is, is this snow. Was a dusting.
0: This is a... Good. There you go. You've See? got the vernacular down. I got it.
2: Yeah. Now, when there's real snow, I'll be sick. I'll You'll be, sick, be sick, sick the first day. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> great. Be like, oh, guys, come down. Have you seen blue. the pictures
0: of us? It was before you joined the staff. There was a huge blizzard, and we actually, the photo staff posed in front of the newspaper on... Like a 14-foot pile of snow with our gear. <laughs> no, and I don't think we should ever recreate that because I'm was, not climbing
1: on snow. <laughs> it awesome. You it's awesome. It's actually a lot of fun. I the, hate snow. Well, I mean, I like snow. I hate the cold. <laughs> trust me. Like, I, I really do. Do you but sink? It can be really fun. Yeah? Do you yeah. you not like... No, because it, no. it, 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 it's packable.
0: It's packable. Uh, yeah. Uh. You'll
1: see. Hmm. I, I think you'll I, end up liking well, it. I've built a snowman.
0: Is Whoa, where did, you, where did you do build you a you snowman? I lived in snowman. Pennsylvania when oh. I was... Tiny. little
2: teeter-totter a Aww, child teeter-totter I, I don't know if that's i don't know if that's a word when
0: you're a teeter-totter <laughs> that's a, that's the I thing that goes it. up and down I that love was a bad
2: <laughs> we can cut that one out <laughs> no, no let's keep it i love
0: it i'm not editing anything. <laughs> out. perfect that, that, that as long as it's not embarrassing to me oh it,
2: perfect
0: uh, <laughs> it's embarrassing to me i have final cut uh, i i have <laughs> i have cut full sentences or full like Paragraphs of meandering blather. I'm like, you know what? Nobody needs to hear from me. <laughs> Let the other people talk on the podcast. Uh, so, okay, f- snow. We've got that. That's the first. This is your first. Your first snow. Yep. You're, you survived. Mm-hmm. Our listeners can t- please send send Jess uh, long underwear. Uh, long underwear. <laughs> We're taking Sox. collection socks. Yeah, <laughs> yes.
2: this is not
0: a you. You really don't want to make sure you don't get a lot of polyester socks. They, they'll make your feet sweat, and then your feet will get cold.
2: I bought like these bulk workmen socks from Walmart. <laughs> no, those are um, yeah,
0: those are good yeah. like,
1: I was just like, oh these are two dollars like twenty 000. anything you
0: buy in bulk is, as a rule of thumb,
1: the more unattractive the item of clothing is nine times out of ten, the better it is when it comes to, I'm the the to
0: warps, yeah, yeah, th- there's a oh, what do they call smart wool now these are pricey socks. But I I will not <laughs> ski in anything other than Smartwool socks, and they're they're not very thick. They're pretty thin. They go in your ski boot, great, but they are pricey. But they are the best sock mm. I've ever worn for for cold. I mean, they're terrible in the winter See, or in like, the summer.
2: I'll be freezing, but I will still buy cheap socks and I'll wear layers, two pairs of cheap layers, socks. Yep. <laughs> Oh, man.
0: It's like you're going to elementary school. We'll get you through that. Oh, Did yeah. you wear galoshes to elementary school? Like, do you know what a galoshes is? No. No. Okay. When I was a little kid, Glass. we wore our shoes. Is
2: that the ten- Is that the tennis racket underneath the shoe?
0: Is that a real thing? No, that well, those enough. are called snowshoes.
1: This is <laughs> Illinois, not Alaska. I, just,
0: we don't dog sled to work, when it's really bad. I would love to. My know. my dog would be like, no, we're not I doing this.
1: My dogs would be uh, like, absolutely
0: not. It's like the first, like three treats. It's like no, okay, <laughs> I'm done. You get to the end of the block. It's like no, you don't have enough <laughs> treats for me to pull you all the way to work. Um, but when we were, when I was little and you'd go, you'd have your tennis shoes on or your sneakers or whatever you want to call them. And then your mom would put a plastic bag over your shoes and then you would slide into these rubber galoshes. And then they had these little metal hooks. Now, anybody over the age of 40 will know what I'm talking about. But it was before you bought your kid a nice, like nice pair of boots to wear to school that you could wear all day. When we got to school, you took these rubber boots off and the plastic bag got put in your kindergarten teacher and then they were put in the corner. So yeah, no, look it up on the internet. I'll show you. No, it was kids of my generation. Like
2: I put plastic
0: bags it was it was so not sexy. I mean it was not cool at all. But that's what we all did. Anyway, all right, snow. Enough about snow. So your first pace setter.
2: Ooh, she killed it.
0: So we we you know the thing that I find really exciting and gratifying is how many people who follow the three of us and then also follow the papers Instagram account and Twitter, blah blah blah, is our like our reputation for doing these kind of portraits um is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so I and so given that backdrop. I did not want to throw you into the deep end of the pool by yourself. So, you know, how did you? You had to shoot a swimmer, which are are pain in the butt because of water and electricity and whatnot.
2: Yeah, I mean, all my friends know the dispatch argus for their pace setters, and right on the um, yeah, you want
0: to and- be right next to the <laughs> microphone so we can hear you.
2: Um. Yeah. So all my friends knew about it, uh, and they've always told me. Oh, pace setters, dispatch argus, you're going to learn lighting and portraits. That's going to be your thing. So, and then here I am, finally getting down to it and we did the swimmer, which was fun and got all the gear. I think I've got a good grasp on it and I'm excited to do the one by myself to see if it goes as well cuz I feel like once I'm by myself, I'm going to be like, "Oh, all right, time to make it or break it." Like
0: <laughs> What did you find was the I mean I I was standing there to to help kind of mm-hmm. walk you through it but what what uh well first of all what did you learn like what was the thing that you took away for the the big takeaway from having to shoot your first pace setter
2: It came a lot more like natural I was like oh my god what posi- what position are we going to do what like how are we going to pose her and like we did the safe photo and I was like Ugh. like it's okay but it's not anything like amazing and then after like she warmed up a little bit i was like all right like what do you want to do and she's like half of my face underwater and i was like dope let's do it let's get it done so it was like it took time to get to that point and it was like okay we're both warming up to each other and then as soon as she like told me what she wanted it was pretty easy to go after that i feel like it took a little bit of moving her and moving myself positioning to get the picture right but
0: the interesting thing was that she um walk we asked her when she walked in, like, hey, do you have any ideas? Because a lot of times a kid will come in and go, I want to be hanging from the basketball yep. hoop, or I want to be jumping at second base, or I want to be doing whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was like, No. I'm like, Okay. Mm-hmm. And then then you're right. She did warm up and toss out the idea. I
2: told Meg, I
0: was like, as soon as you say the word dope to a teenager, they are instantly
2: like, Oh, this adult. <sighs> Is kind of okay. Like, and like I can I relate that to lot. them. Like they're like, oh, they're using words I use, and like I was like, oh, that looks dope. Do you want to see it? And then all of a sudden, she was ready. She was like, okay, this is what I want to do. So I think relating to kids in some level while still being an adult <laughs> worked out for the best. Well, I
0: think that they like to have a little bit of they. They want to own it a little bit, mm-hmm. and so. um, You know, when I first started doing these things, the idea of giving the kids some idea of what the picture looked like was, was, we kind of like, unless the kid was really nervous, you kind of like, hey, it looks great, you know, and you kind of wanted it to be a surprise too, but if. It's if you get a really nervous kid and you you get a good one and you go like hey this is you know this is where we are here and you give them an idea of how it's going and then all of a sudden they're like oh my god all right I I look pretty good this mm-hmm. is pretty cool and then yeah. then they they get then they start coming up with ideas or whatever and Absolutely. I mean I don't know that everybody spends I mean I I look at other newspapers. And not to disparage other newspapers and other people do a lot of great work. I mean, there's some ideas we need to steal from people that have been really cool that we haven't done yet, but we do these things two times a week, every week. The ones that that come up to our dailies are the people that's like, oh, we're going to do this for our player of the year, a location shoot for the player of the year. We do location shoots every week. Mm-hmm. And so you get to know your kit really well and you get to know the kids really well. And, and it's just, it's a challenge. It's a math problem every single day. Welvert talks about this all the time about how the, the, the challenge that we've given ourselves to do this and exceed and excel at it is, you know, if you don't get a really good one, like Meg had one that I complimented her on and she's like, oh, it I didn't like it. Like it didn't rise to the level of where she puts where she wants all her pictures to be. And I think that's exciting as a manager. You're like, oh, that's awesome that you want to keep exceeding where you were. Like the one that you did, it wasn't a player, it wasn't a pace setter, but it was the Media Day Saint or Augustana picture. Hmm. Your the comfort level with those guys and their comfort level with you and you're working there, them and the way to position them. It was a five person portrait. It was was a five person starters and it, and it killed. I mean, it just killed because it, I mean, it's, if you think about where Meg was three years ago when Brie Beal was a freshman (laughs) and her monster lit pace setter picture, uh which we'll delete from the internet so that it will never be associated with you. But <laughs> to think that she went from not understanding her kit and like trying something and it not working, mm-hmm. but not knowing how to fix it to five person basketball in a gym using the residual light in the room to her advantage mm-hmm. with all the like, I mean, it, it, it was really good. Well, thank you. And so, um,
2: and I was with Meg. Yeah, you were. And I saw her like handle that and I was like, shenanigans, I'm never going <laughs> to be able to get to this point. Like, oh, no way. That's I- I not was true. Like, I was just like, Meg is just so natural with this. She just set it up and she's like, all right, guys, do this, this, and this. And I was like,
0: oh my God, how do you just pose people so naturally? Like That took a very long time. To- well, I think the one, the first one that you got really right was last year's Moline's five starters
1: Oh, the four the The four four sophomores two years ago
0: right and that was the one that that I thought was like okay now we're going someplace because that that was the one that was where I under I she she'd gotten her own kit and she'd invested in her own kit and her own modifiers and she understood that kit better than the kit that we were providing for Mm -hmm. and so um, and it's all about being comfortable with your kit and understanding what your kit and what your modifiers can do. And some, uh, there's no universal modifier, but you kind of got to make it work while you're in the field. So.
1: When it comes to, to the posing too, I mean, I used to, agonize about these portraits just because like you had said, the the reputation that this paper has is it's something to live up to. And as a young shooter, you want to, to be striving for that. But um, the, the less I, I thought about posing and the less I thought about making this picture, the most fantastic picture I've ever made or best picture they've ever seen The uh, the better the picture was, the more I spent investing and learning about who the people I was shooting, and and who they are as athletes, and you know like what's your thing? Are you you know are you a point guard? Are you are you the the DH? Are you the best hitting hitter on the team? Are you the catcher? Like are you like what's your favorite element of the sport? Once I started, I stopped thinking about me and I started thinking about them. Mm. The moment it it became something that the product is something I'm proud of. So that's awesome. So you'll get there. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think in my interview also, I even said, I was like, damn, y'all have a style and I don't know if I'm going to fit into that. And you're like, it's fine. We'll figure it out. And I was like, you guys have such this style of shooting these portraits. And I was like, really like, I want to be honest. I don't know. I don't know if I'm cut out for it. You're like, you'll figure
1: it out. We'll teach you. But you are and it was wonderful. Yay. Your first pace setter was wonderful. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it really turned out well. And then your rapport with her, I mean, I was just the gaffer on the gig, <laughs> you know, I'm like, "Hey, this light needs to be moved over into the backlit mm-hmm. and whatever." And port I mean swimmers, oh Ugh, man, swimmers so hard. Gotta love those chlorine bleached humans, but boy, I'll tell you, you have to shoot them with water, which means you know they're not being shot in a bathtub, which actually might never mind. That kind of be a cool get a clawfoot tub for swimmer of the year.
1: I can borrow it when we're not uh, using it, though. that'd be kind of cool to get through the winter. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Where's the staff? They're all submerged in the clawfoot tub in the photo studio.
1: We could get that on the budget, but but
0: um, yeah, I mean, it's it's um it's it's you got a long throw the the backlights got to be thrown mm. you know half the length of a pool um you have to shoot them reasonably close to the edge because you you know and then the the pif- final product that we used we experimented with me holding the light straight out as a beauty dish right in in front of her and above you know up right above her and it it cast a perfect a perfect mirror of her and hid her legs. Which, if you're ever, if you're listening to this and you have trouble shooting swimmers, the, the key to shooting swimmers is trying not to get anything from the waist down to show in the water because it it will make their bodies look weird. And there's nothing a high school girl especially wants to look weird underneath the water. I mean, yeah. it's, we have to be conscious to not make them look uncomfortable. Yeah. And and to show that they're, they're – this is for Todd, but the fact that the, their swim straps show – so that they don't look naked, mm-hmm. which is a whole podcast we've done before. If you want to go back, folks, and <laughs> listen to the podcast about the the, the naked swimmer controversy. Oh, but that's gosh. another podcast. No one was naked. No one was naked. Everyone was dressed. Just is a quick disclaimer. <laughs> yes, yes. The disclaimer. There was no, that would have been uncomfortable. Why is this girl naked? <laughs> so next first. So Meg and Jess have their did their first photo stories, weirdly, in the same month. So they'll be competing against each other in NPPA. Uh, and then our sister paper, uh, also uh, Andy Abeda, released his photo story. But anyway, so Meg did a story about Orion football, which is a little small town here near near where we are. And Jess did witches.
1: Ooh, spooky.
0: Spooky stuff. <laughs> But uh, let's start with Meg, since she's been here the longest.
1: Thank you. So I decided to do a story on this football program. Like mine said, it's in Orion. It's about 20 minutes outside of where we are. Um, I decided to do it after covering a game last year. Um, I was driving to the actual football game they had, and the town is less than 1,000 people, but they do have a little downtown. And um, to get to the high school, you have to drive through the downtown. And as I was going through, I noticed that, Every single window at their barber shop, at their their small hometown grocery store, they call it, it's the the fire department even, every single window was painted with some sort of message that had support for their their football team. Um the messages included, you know, and they were all pretty kitschy at the, the barbershop had Orion chargers or a cut above, um, at the pizza hut, it said um, serve up a win, mm-hmm. um, all these messages. And it was really cool. I thought it was so cool that these, these people were so invested into their football program that they decided to, to, to actually spend all that time to paint every single window in town and, um, you know, who knows? I didn't know at the time how talented the team was. It could be that the the team was terrible and they were still doing it anyway or that um, they were really amazing. But it, it was really cool to see a community get behind uh, a football program. So I really wanted to explore that. And I did so this year. And I am definitely not sorry. They are a community that truly loves, eats, breathes, sleeps football and loves their boys and their boys love their their moms. I mean, even their trucks, every one of these boys drives a truck. And um, the the moms paint their their kids' trucks that say, "I hope you have a good game. Love you, love mom." Every single boy proudly drives their truck with these messages from their moms, and I just it, it was it's so charming, um, and it was really really exciting. So I Mize gave me the opportunity to let me explore that this season, and um, I'm very tired. I am. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. I had never done a photo story. I'd never worked on anything longer than you know your hour or two hours. Sometimes you get the same team um, a couple times a month. But other than that, this is the first time I've actually had to make connections with people and to explain that I'm here and it's not going to print tomorrow and, and try and convince them that my presence was going to be worth it. And, um, you know, sometimes that can get difficult when you're working with high school boys and coaches and, and as these, these small, uh, this small community, they, they don't get a whole lot of coverage. So it's, they're not used to having photographers in their face all the time, but well, it was really
0: cool. So no, what did you? So you're done. You're done. It turned out well. I am. Um, I'm done. It kind of went. The story, not to belabor, it, not to get too fine a to point on it, but the story kind of changed a couple yeah. different times, and with injuries and kind of refocusing it, where are the pictures going or whatever. Um, but in the end, what is your like? What's the teaching point? What's the learn? What did you learn that you'll take to the next? story.
1: All right, two things. So I'll start with probably one everybody would know. But um, the uh, getting really attached to your subjects, I think it's, I mean... I obviously, I didn't go to school for this, so I can't speak, I can only speak from my own experience, but I tend to get attached to literally everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, like, that's not, I'm not exaggerating. I really am She's not. She's not exaggerating. I am attached to every single subject that I photograph. Um, you know, sometimes the, they'll be rude, and even then I'll try and make excuses. I'm like, no, no, I think they're wonderful. But I do, I I, I get attached to everyone, and it is, it is, um can be very exhausting. But I I found myself very attached to these people. Um, I still am. And um, the only problem was is that I became and, th- and they were very kind to me and they were very accepting. And they it was very difficult for me to to not I was invited to a dinner with a group of uh, the family. Um, and I, I went to dinner and they had a place for me to sit at the head of the table and asked me questions the entire dinner. They wanted to get to know me. They wanted to know about how I got into the business. How many brothers and sisters do I have? And it was really great. And I was too afraid to be rude. And so I continued to answer these questions and I became a part of the dinner and I didn't get any pictures. So I had to... To own up my my mistakes and I had to be honest with them and I asked if I could come back for another dinner, but this time if it would be possible that I could not eat with them or eat when they're doing dishes or something, but if it would be possible that I literally would be just, you know, an observer. And it was really hard to have to, to, it was just a very uncomfortable thing for me to ask because I wasn't used to asking. So that was the one thing is that don't become a part of the story or a part of the team or whatever it is that you're shooting. You still have to maintain um, some sort of, of wall, but I think that there's a, a there's definitely a happy medium. You can be polite and you can be enjoying yourself and enjoying their presence, but also be photographing them. So, um, the one thing is to not be afraid to, to explain why you're there and to also make sure that you're doing it in a way that isn't rude. And I think that's possible. And then the second thing that I learned is that you need to have the narrative before you go in shooting. Um, my narrative changed quite a few times and, uh, it, it really made me feel like I was drowning uh at, at multiple points, I was worried that I, I just have all these highlights of Orion, and none of them are, are are telling me a story about what I'm doing or what I'm trying to tell here. And so um, I'm happy with the product. I don't think that I, I wasn't successful, but... I think going into it, if I ever did this again, which I plan to do, I would definitely want to be more confident with the narrative that I would want to tell so I could go in there knowing the pictures that I would want to take so I could tell that narrative pretty cohesively as opposed to waiting till the end and then finding a bunch of pictures that fit the narrative I thought would would best match the pictures I had. So,
0: yay! The, the, no, <laughs> I, I, I can't disagree with anything, and I'm actually pretty proud of sitting here listening to you talk – I've heard this story before, but not necessarily so well succinctly told as we we did the editing. A lot of what she just said came up. But to listen to her put a fine point on that uh, uh, makes me very proud. Well, thank you. I- so it was a great experience yeah thank you for letting me explore this
1: and pushing me to do it he had been asking me to to do a photo story for quite a while now but i asked her to
0: start small but
1: (laughs) i I, there's no such thing as small nope i had to do something that i loved so yeah thank you it was really great it's awesome to work for a paper that that provides you with this kind of opportunity
0: well we try so which is
2: man i don't even know where to start um
0: yeah, I mean... Were- let's, let us let's, let, let me explain how you got to The Witches. We had a correspondent do a story that ended up being pretty weak in the end, and we should have had it rewritten. Jess's pictures were a bazillion times better than the pretty service-level story that we ended up having in the paper. Um, but anyway... Um, so we had this court, and I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. Like this would be a good photo story. Jess and Jess just jumped all over it. And then so Jess made friends with witches.
2: I did. And you pretty much just like turned to me after reading an email and you're like, you want to go hang out with witches? And I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah, of course. So that's where that I didn't find them on my own. I was pretty much right. Handed them. So that was...
0: But you did, you did, yeah, I, I may have handed you an email, <laughs> but you did all the legwork, just like Meg did all the legwork, finding all these people in Orion yeah. to give her access to stuff. You, you, you really dove in deep.
2: Thank you. Um, It was interesting because I, I kind of have this thing whenever I find a photo story subject or one's been handed to me that uh, I like to meet with the main person that I'm going to be photographing. And so I went to this woman's house. Her name's Jessica, like my name. And I met with her and her mother. And I was just like, hey, like, I just want to get to know you. And let's talk about it. I want to talk about my intentions, your intentions. And I want to be very straightforward and what I'm going to be doing, what I'm going to be photographing. And I think me and her talked for a good hour, two hours. And we got comfortable with each other. And then she was like, all right, you've got access, like, to all of us. So that's where that took off. And, uh, there were a lot of times that I feel like, what they don't tell you when you're doing photo stories is sometimes you'll go to events and you won't get a single picture, but you're there to like, so they get comfortable with you or there may be something that may happen. Uh, there was Wednesday night classes and I went to every single one and I think I got one picture that went in my actual edit. And, and I went to every single one. So they got comfortable with me. And just because the one picture that I did pick, it only happened at that one class that I went to out of the nine that I went to. So I think it's a lot of legwork to do photo stories. But if you put in that legwork, I think you get a pretty awesome result. Like Meg can, you probably relate to like, sometimes you don't get yeah, twenty shots at every shoot. Sometimes you get one. Sometimes you get none.
1: That was really weird. I didn't know that going into yeah. it that that would be the case. <laughs> so there's been that was just like
2: okay, I went to nine things, didn't get a single picture at eight of them, but I got one that was very crucial to the story, and especially the story that our uh, correspondent wrote, which was pretty much about that one photo, and then everything else I did was about uh, celebrations and events that they did and holidays that they celebrated.
1: It was really cool, too, because, I mean, like we've said before, Jess isn't from here. So, I mean, for her to, to come into this town and this community and to, to earn this, I mean, exclusive group of people <laughs> that, I mean, that was really awesome. You did a really good job.
0: I was extremely proud of both of you. I thought that the uh, uh, Meg's, you know, Jess has done photo stories before. Um, so there's a little bit, just a little bit. Level, it's totally different subject matter, a little bit different level of storytelling because it's totally different. There's apples and oranges, but I, I just thought you guys did great.
1: Well, thank you. Thank it was you. really great to work with each other. Um, uh, I, I hope that everyone who's listening, if you are a photographer and you work on a, a I don't, don't be afraid to to bounce ideas off of your your coworkers it's really great to work with someone who isn't competitive i know i i had a quite a bit of anxiety with this story i didn't realize how much it was going to be like a personal toll. I don't know. It's just a lot of investment, but um, early in the season, uh, they I'd been invited to go to the teen picnic and I, I called Jessica on my way out <laughs> there and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. There's all these boys and they're they're swimming and the coach invited me to bring my boyfriend and a swimsuit and I don't know what to do. It was all very kind. It was He was just inviting me to be a part of the picnic and I was like, I don't know how I'm going don't, to, I don't know if I feel comfortable anymore. What am I doing? And Jess was like, no, you're not swimming, you're not bringing your boyfriend. you're there to photograph everything and anyone and they're gonna appreciate it and that's what you're gonna do and so
0: they are just small town nice and I think that there's a I don't know that a lot of people listening to this podcast probably haven't spent a lot of time in small towns and and there's just a different it's it seems so cliche, oh yeah, but it isn't you, it's, have, it's, to experience it's, you it. have to experience this kind of uber. Midwestern nice. Now, uh, now, conversely, I knew the story, Meg's story would bring at least one, if not more, emails from other small towns that were like, hey, how come they get all this attention when well, we were doing well last year or whatever? We didn't get this kind of attention. And I had to explain um, that, listen, this was a one-off project. It's we didn't ignore you. We just decided that this was a project to do and um, it's no slight on your small town or, and by the way, we've done this many stories on your teams that have done well over the time. And this is just a one-off project that the photographer pitched and we decided to do, and it just happens to be that this team is, doing really well this season and whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you deal with those, you know, you just, you you, you can't, you can't ignore that kind of concern um, from a reader. And so, but you have to spend the, I think it took me an hour and a half to craft the email to this person so that they were heard. But we, I didn't capitulate to their argument that we were sliding them and that this team didn't necessarily deserve the, 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 the coverage. I don't know. You know, it was a special case. So whatever. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a lesson in, in how people react to what we do and people some people will react positively to what we do, which is the overwhelming reaction to both stories. But there's always some. I thought we'd get more people who are ultra conservative. Yeah, I thought so too. I, I, thought thought we I would... got
1: zero. Yeah, Be mad at our Satan worshiping yeah. or whatever they
2: yeah. might which is think crazy we're doing. That's not even what it was. But I did want to go back to what Meg was saying about just using each other as resources, because I'm pretty sure like. Halfway through, I was like, these women are doing amazing things and I'm not doing it well. And just like throwing my hands in the air. And then I like showed her. She's like, you just got time. You just got to wait. You have to, not everything's going to happen. And you just, even if you know that hearing somebody else say it, you're like, okay, I still got time. I got till Halloween, which is when that was published. So I was like, okay, we've got a month. We can get this done. There's going to be other things. I mean, showing you, you're like, okay, you need this shot and this shot. And then the next day I went out and I got that shot and that shot. And then then it was pretty much one more shoot after that. And I was like, okay, I'm happy with how this is. Weight off my shoulders. I just needed people to talk to, show people, make, cause I feel like you get in your head also. You're looking over your images and images and you're like, oh, this is trash, I'm trash. And then people are like, oh, hold on. Rearrange this, put this here. How do you feel? And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I I would, okay, I did okay.
0: I was really surprised how stressed out the both of you were (laughs) <laughs> In individual edit sessions, I was like, "Why are we so stressed out? This is we're fine. We're building a story here. We're it's halfway through. Why are we? It's why? Are, but I but but I know. But th- there's no reason to be stressed. Like my reaction, I don't know why it seemed like everybody was worried about what I was going to say. Have I ever not been super positive? Uh, no, well, no. it's
2: like you don't want your kid to turn out a serial killer. You don't want this thing you just invested
1: three months <laughs> <laughs> into to look like crap. That's a, a large comparison, <laughs> <Yeah. though. laughs> No, but I think I think because we were. The the same way when she would talk to me and she was super stressed i'd be like girl relax what are you doing and she was the same way with me and i yeah no it was (laughs) in this industry i think you work a lot by yourself and you do a lot of things by yourself and i think you you (laughs) you start working in your own head and i think i learned uh, how great it was to have someone that is not competitive that that can also relate to what you're doing and be able to give you some sense and knock you straight and
0: I, i think that the the um that the ability for coworkers to support one another and be able to give an honest, an honest assessment of what is going on, like now nah, this picture really blows. You you need to find a different picture. But to have that come from an honest place and not a competitive place is is super key. And unfortunately, that's not the case everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just not.
2: I think when you're in newspaper environment it's teamwork you're uplifting each other 100 you want the best images for your paper that means helping out your coworker. if you see something and it's too far in the distance and you're both there you go look at that image go get that image run and go get it or yep. hey choose this picture in front of this one i know you're married to it but girl it's not working Our boy boy's not working and we just got to switch it up i promise in the long run it's better so teamwork
1: makes dream work absolutely yeah if, if you feel competitive towards your coworkers, maybe rethink it
2: I I think it's insecurity on your own part and you need to be secure in yourself and you just got to work with a team because you're all there to produce a paper and you're there to produce the best possible paper you can do.
0: I'm not going to say anything after that. We're going to move to the next subject because you put a pin (laughs) on it. We'll end with the most recent assignments was Jess's first local election versus Meg's second local election. Start with Meg for how different like you got the worst assignment.
1: I did. I did. We could be honest about <laughs> that. And I thought,
0: oh, you know what? I can I can handle the Democrats by myself. I've I've covered the same victory party, I could do it in my sleep. And then uh, but because of the way the election went last Tuesday, the Democrats were super excited. Yeah. And um the Republicans were not so happy. And so I sent Jess and Meg together to kind of like feed off each other to like get some pictures of, you know, whatever kind of the gig the Republicans were putting on, the lighting was better in that room than where, where the Democrats were. I disagree. Uh, You disagree? I I very much disagree. Oh really? Oh
2: yeah. I think there was that one section where the the Democrats was like, were there no light where there's literally literally no light, light, but I think Democrats is definitely better lighting. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, cool. uh,
1: because I covered the Democrats. The, my first one was at the exact same thing that the Holiday Inn, and then my second election now was at the other one. Right, yeah, because so I had
0: you come with me last, two years ago. For the ago, presidential election. Right, and Meg did a great job of, I was doing the candidates, getting the, the nuts and bolts of it done, while Meg was taking very good pictures of people being very sad that Trump had yeah, won. Um, so that sad. was, um, those were... The, Excellent job, but anyway, you got the worst assignment, so you end up having to try to make a gallery's worth of pictures of people that didn't want you there. Correct.
1: Yes, that was um, interesting. Um, I, I, maybe I'm just bad luck, but when I was at the Democrats last year, it didn't go so well for him, and this year I was at the Republicans, and it didn't go so well for them. So that could be it. But it was it was definitely there were a lot of different lessons that you learn at various assignments that came into play. Um, taking pictures of of nothing and trying to make nothing look interesting um trying to to photograph the something that you can't necessarily see which is the the energy the people are putting out and in this case it was very sad energy and also there were a lot of people at this particular um election watch party that were very disinterested in my presence and my paper and my, uh, camera <laughs> and, um, uh, were fine with letting me know that. And, um, but
0: I don't think we endorse their governor, cho- their choice for governor. I think that was part of it. Yeah, there, there
1: was. I mean, they, they, ask anybody. Everybody had their own reason. Um, everybody has their own reason, especially when you're at a place where everyone is disappointed in, in certain things. I think it's easy to be disappointed in, in irrational things, maybe um, that you can have your anger and have an outlet for that. I think I was that for a little while. Just ended up leaving because all of the candidates at the party didn't come. For a while, they yeah, wanted to watch that they would the, the, there were some very close races, and there were some candidates, especially the Republican candidates that chose to watch the election from their house. and then, if they won, they would go to the party afterwards to to hang out with everyone. so it it ended up just being um, a very small uh, upstairs room at a bar that it just got to leave and go to the Democrats. It was um then it was just me and uh, yeah, no, I mean, it was it was very interesting. It was very um. It's never fun to photograph people that don't want you there and that that make that known at the very beginning, but it is...
0: (laughs) What are you doing here?
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, there was only one person that was willing to give me their name. Um, but you, you, you just, you stick it out. You know how important it is and you, you, whether or not they think that you cover them fairly, you know, you're covering them now.
0: You know, the interesting thing is that the longer you do this and the more you get to know who those people are, they doesn't matter if they give you your name because you know who they are. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that, that, that's the beauty of it. So I was at the Democrats. I, Meg and Jess were like, there's nothing going on here. Do you, <laughs> I'm like, then just, just lives near where the where we were, where the Democrats were. So I'm like, we might as well have her go this far c- close to home. And then she can shoot the reaction shots when I'm shooting the, the, um, the candidates making their speech or drinking or whatever. And she did a very nice job of that too. Just like Meg did the year before, except these people were happy this time.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was, a it was fun. It was fun. Uh, I feel like the Republican, also, me and Meg were in a very small area, both shooting, and I feel like the both of us being there, people are like, "All right, chill out." Like, yeah. like they were like, what? "All right, guys, do we really need two people for the four people that are here?" Like
1: that are losing, that are losing. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, and like, it's funny because one of the guys really likes me because he's seen me run at parades. To I'd run to the front of the parade, at the back, to the front again. So he knows me as the running photographer girl.
1: Making connections. Yeah. He's
2: like, oh, (laughs) it's nice to see you not to run today. And I'm like, yeah, it's a small venue. I only have to jog. And that broke the ice with him. But then, you know, there's always a few guys that don't like us. And then I went to the Democrat one and totally different energy in there. A lot more people, a lot more passion, which is a lot easier to photograph, I feel like, when people are like, oh, yeah, it's going down. Like, you're like, okay. I got this. I got people crying for joy and then like arms in the air, like energy is everything. And when you are lacking it, it makes shooting very difficult. Unless people are like sobbing low energy, but it was like, Oh we lost. They but, were very
1: stoic in their loss. They were yeah. more, I mean, it was a dinner. People were eating and just watching the television. Oh, there's
0: nothing more awesome than shooting people eating. Oh, they
1: love. They love that. They love that. that. Like, oh, love I was that. eating a corn dog? No, you and did always, not get my name. <laughs> like, right. When you're covering an election, too, nine times out of ten, you're hungry. So, <laughs> I didn't it's a eat I was. They
0: had a buffet yeah. at the Democrats, and they kept telling me to eat. and I And even the Channel 8 the local affiliate, John David, who I've known forever, John's like, Hey, we got these two pizzas. We're not going to finish them. You know, feel free to have some of our pizza. And they paid a lot. I mean, these pizzas were two of the most overpriced pizzas I've ever seen. And I really hope they get their expense money back, but they, 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 I didn't, I didn't eat, I didn't drink either. And then when Jess and I were frantically filing pictures at the end of the night, I got up and went to the, to the bar and then ended up, Paying two dollars a piece for two bottles of water, so we didn't dehydrate. Oh
1: goodness!
0: I mean, I would have taken tap water, but I i ended up buying two bottles of water for four dollars. Well,
1: um, no. Which I
0: think you could buy a case of water at Walmart no for kidding. four dollars. Oh, yeah. But anyway, go to
1: a drinking fountain. Um,
0: <laughs> And the one guy asked me, "Do they let you drink at this stuff?" No. No. Why is
1: that always a question? No,
0: you're drunk. I'm not drunk. Why are you asking people, me if I'm drinking? I've had
2: people hand me beers, and I'm like, no, "I know. What me am too. I supposed to do with?" I'm like, wh-
0: I'm, "I'm on working. the clock. It's two Well, hand- I won't tell. It's two hand- well, I will. I'll yeah. be drunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's two hands on the camera. That I yeah. can't hand you anything. <laughs> the, my favorite moment though was when. Uh, we were almost done. I think you were off taking a, one last picture and I'm frantically filing the picture of, of Congressman Bustos giving her speech. Um, and I got like four minutes to make the, get the picture in the system to make deadline. And this guy walks up to me and says, Hey, can you look up the results in Texas? And I'm like, no
2: player i said deadline. i said
0: <laughs> if you give me five minutes i'll look it up for you oh cool and then he went and started looking on his phone. I'm like, "Why did you ask me if you <laughs> a got a Google-able phone?" A googlable question.
1: A googlable question. Yeah. Oh my god.
0: But I mean, I look like the answer man sitting there in the it corner. And then the people who stole the media chairs—that was the oh, fun thing. Oh, rude. Oh yeah, you know how we were all right. lined up last year in they the corner. They stole those chairs. Yeah. So I get there early. I set up on the end because I want to be able to. F- I don't want have to climb over other people to get out. So I got a. Place I put my bag next to me so that I had a buffer zone from another media person, and then there was a bunch of empty chairs. And then Channel Eight was that had got the coveted position at the other end of the table, and Channel Eight was up doing a live, just finishing a live cut in, and this guy walks over, picks up John David's chair, doesn't say, "Hey, are you guys using this chair?" <laughs> walks over. And I look at the guys from eight and they look at me and we're like, what is this guy? Uh, okay. So you've stole the chair. We'll get the chair. We'll get a chair back later for John to sit in. But while he's doing his. Ref- a well, man it was- who's
1: had two heart attacks, mind oh my you. Gosh. Yes. Bless yes. I hope
0: his pizza was veggie. Oh,
1: <laughs> We do. We love John though. John is awesome. Don't John, steal his share. John is John is
0: John is the is the reporter's reporter. But anyway, so election, did you learn anything from your last election, which I think there was a shooting at?
2: Um my <laughs> last election, I was in Georgia and I'm the only photographer, and I think I had three or four shooting locations I had to go to because no one had their party all together. And after my first one, I get called that there's a a shooting where there's like two people dead and it's at a hotel far away from everyone. So I do a 30 minute trek, take pictures of like this hotel shooting, go to another party, go back to the hotel, go to another party. And yeah. So this year I was like, Oh, two locations. No big deal. That's right.
1: I'm like, that's just, whatever. That is, I don't know, the most photojournalist story I've heard in a long time. Just the, the example we do at all.
0: (laughs) just, But that's the reason why, one of the reasons why I (laughs) hired you, because there was nothing that I could give you to do (laughs) that would be worse than where you were before.
2: Yeah. Being a lone photographer, shout out to anyone that does it, because I did it for eight months and I was like, oh, I'm tapping out. (laughs) Like this is killing me. 17 hour days for weeks on end. You just shout out to all my single
1: photographers because it's rough. Yeah, for me too. I don't know you, but I'm sorry for yeah, you.
0: right. It's keep that working sucks, hard. You're, yeah, you're
2: killing the game. Take a vacation. Buy yourself a drink. Like
0: buy yourself two. <laughs> no kidding. Ten. I don't know. Alcoholism and being the only photographer for a small newspaper <laughs> go hand in hand. Yeah, pretty
2: much. I was like, man, I've had a lot and of they wine don't pay in enough, eight months, and
0: they don't pay enough for the good booze. Oh no, you're just you're, drinking box wine. Yeah, yeah, you're drinking box <laughs> wine and Bush Light. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, ugh. <laughs> I can deal with the box wine. There is some good box wine. I ruined box wine. For but, 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 and this is a guy who's got like bottles of Brunello in his basement. Yeah, I was going to say, who are you? Yeah, I know. But it, sometimes I just want a glass of wine and I don't want to have to open a whole bottle. So have you heard of in
2: Bag? It,
1: <laughs> it's where you like that, take that, the bag of wine. We'll just, we're going to discuss that at a later yeah, date. Never mind. <laughs> College, slap college. In, slap in the bag. Let's never talk about yeah, it again. We got this one. In the, slap in the we bag. Will, we will go into detail, I think, not video. for our <laughs> listeners. Okay.
0: All right. Well, thanks, folks, for listening. Uh, and on that note, we are going to go... S- never mind. Right. Uh, I'm Todd Meisner.
1: I'm Jessica Gallagher. And I'm Mike McLaughlin. Thanks for
0: listening, everybody. Bye-bye.
1: The Talking Pictures podcast is produced by Todd Meisner with help from Todd Welvert, Meg McLaughlin, Jessica Gallagher, and Gary Crambeck with a special thanks to Laura Frames and Laura Anderson-Shaw. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod at www.incomputech.com. To see some of the photos and videos discussed in our podcast, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog at talkingpicturespodcast.blogspot.com. Make sure you never miss a podcast by subscribing to the Talking Pictures podcast on iTunes, Podbean, or any place podcasts are distributed.